And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. Episode 24 and a bit different today. A bit different indeed. We're in the new office. <laughs> We're in the middle of nowhere. We're here. <laughs> We're in a barn. We're in a barn. Cavernous barn. Um, <clears throat> looking around, what do we see? We see <laughs> some bespoke made wooden tables. I see a Mocha Master coffee machine, still warm from this morning's brew. A couple of weird little chairs that were squeezed into a coffee table and a television. What a place. What more do you need, eh? Not a lot. What more do we need? <laughs> we need to put some photos on the wall. We've got a little mirror that needs mounting. Oh, yeah. I'm currently looking at a fingerboard <laughs> that is... Uh, that is quite hip, isn't it? It's very hip. It didn't get any use in my house, so I thought I'd bring it here and not use it as well. A fingerboard, for those that don't know, is a training device for climbing. Yes. But luckily, we've completed climbing and retired, so... It's purely aesthetic, but it's called Silly Goat. You hang on it and build your finger and arm strength. <laughs> so if anyone, you know, is into that sort of thing, you're welcome. Yeah, so we're here. It's exciting. Our first in-person pod for a very long time. Um, and today, what are we going to be talking about? Well, I think... The title of the pod is going to be something around the cost of adventure. Oh, okay. There's I think a title of yeah, the pod. Okay. I, there's never a title, by the way. The barrier to adventure. But on this one, rags to riches. We, you know, it's a hook, and there is a cost, and some will pay it with their life. Okay. Brb. <laughs> <laughs> be back so after this advert. Th- this. Yeah, we need to get some ads on here, really. We want yeah. to make some up. <laughs> yeah, so look, yeah, exactly. So we look professional. Um, <laughs> so this is kind of following on from the Titanic submersible saga, isn't it? And It is. That concluded in a slightly um, anticlimactic way, I'd say, that they basically died as soon as they went missing. Yeah. What I can't quite understand is... What was all that bollocks then about the tapping? I've made no that idea. up. <laughs> yeah, I've no idea. They're like, yeah, there's a naval captain on board and every half an hour he's knocking, which is a nautical sign for distress. <laughs> oh, so yeah, like, wow. we spoke about that, didn't we? Yeah, it's like, wow, that's so they're alive. They're, like, they're Wait, definitely alive. They never were alive. Literally made us look like right idiots. I think the uh, the thing that it highlights for me, and I won't go on a big rant about the fake news media... <laughs> Please do. <laughs> That's all I've got, really. We've got hours. But um, I think it does make you realise that it's really all about clicks and eyeballs, guys. Absolutely. They will make shit up. You know, I saw a, a timer on, like, CNBC in the US, and it was literally a countdown clock for when they were going to run out of oxygen. <laughs> like, transfer deadline day. That's mental. Fuck so that, yeah, and then you had... They were, like, the live feeds... Like, they had to keep something going. So, yeah, why not just make shit up? Like, there's a rat at the bottom of the ocean tapping. It probably was a rat in the drain pipe at, um, wherever they were, I don't know, tracking it or something. <laughs> An ocean rat. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they, yeah, unfortunately died immediately on 
that whenever yeah, they went laugh. down. Shouldn't laugh. Pretty fucking gnarly. Actually, probably a good way to go, actually, because instant, isn't it? Yeah, I remember a lot of people, I think we said it as well, almost like the anticipation of the countdown of if they knew that they had X amount yeah. of oxygen would have been so brutal. So, yeah, if it did just end quickly, which by all counts it did, right? It just imploded. I, I think it was like 0.3 of a second they were just yeah. basically gone. Yeah, I mean, it's... I do feel like someone is to blame. I mean, probably the company. Well, I mean, I'm sure the CEO was actually pretty pumped that he was on board because <laughs> he had a lot of shit to deal with. <laughs> Saved himself a lot of paperwork. That was, that was, I mean, it was a fucking tin can, wasn't it? Mm. Just an absolute bag of shit vessel. That's mental. But rather than dwelling on all that kind of stuff, what we thought was actually quite interesting, which actually kind of syncs up with some news that came out yesterday, I think, from uh, Virgin Galactic, is, you know, adventure seemingly has become a bit of a millionaire's playground, isn't it? The barrier into a lot of these things, whether it's deep sea exploration, whether it's Everest expeditions, whether it's getting up to the, the point of space or whatever you want to call it, you know, all of these things cost hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. to actually get there. And is that adventure if you're having to pay no. 250 bags? No. It's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is adventure, but you're kind of, it's elite adventure and you're shortcutting most of the work, which is probably why things like Everest get dangerous. Because there's definitely. I don't know. I've got a bit of an issue with it, I think. I mean, obviously, everything's got a price tag. The space thing, I do feel slightly different. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, yeah, that is different. It feels like it should cost <laughs> half a million or whatever it yeah. is to, to get up there. But, um, yeah, the, the Everest thing, we've spoken about it loads, is it's just a price war. And there's no shortage of people who have loads of money and want to do. But it's not too far away from that, I don't know, I don't know what you call it, but that next level travel where you go mm. and you visit Antarctica and you might see penguins and stuff. It kind of feels like it's more on that realm but than <laughs> the personal adventure side of things. Because you just sit in, so you're sitting down. Yeah. Whether you're visiting the Titanic site. But it's, it's, it feels like elite travel more than it's adventure. No, it's no different. When you actually think about it, adventure has always cost a lot of money. But the way Some of it has. No, it all, well, yeah, walking across the Amazon or whatever doesn't, but... You know, Randall Fines used to have to raise millions in sponsorship to go and do these things. And that, that hasn't changed. But I guess now it's just people... It's like a, a different... I think the, the big change is that it, it's not just the nutters who are willing to go do this stuff. Mm. Because it's been commercialized and it's safer, and I say safer very, you know, very loosely, but it's become productized almost like we will take you to the top of Everest whereas yeah. it still used to cost loads of money to go and do that but you had to kind of figure stuff out on your own didn't you yeah and I felt like you maybe had to want to do it a little bit more like Ranal finds raising his money person you know it cost us nearly a hundred grand to row across the Atlantic yeah we wanted to do it enough that we asked enough people and enough companies for sponsorship you know in return for marketing and all that sort of thing to make it happen and arguably, if we just had that cash already, we probably wouldn't have done it because there'd have been other things open to us that we could have spent the cash on. 
Well, we definitely wouldn't be doing what we do now. No, 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 definitely not. So there were loads of teams in that Talisker race who, you know, through no fault of their own, you know, had access to big checks. Yeah. Through family or through connections. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, they went and did it and just went back to their normal lives. And the reason we carried on was because we're like, right, if we can raise underground with full-time jobs, yeah, maybe there's something in there. Yeah, it was also something that, it was like a constant check of, do we definitely want to do this? Like, how into it are we? Because we're still 50 grand short, 40 grand short, 30 yeah. grand short. They're like, almost like made, like kept us motivated to, to do it anyway. Whereas I think, I don't know, if we, if we had, if money was no issue whatsoever, and it was a, you know, three week thing, whatever it turned out to be, to do the uh, Yacht Master stuff, it's been like, oh, sack it off. Mm. Uh, although that, that was completely pointless. Because like that Nim, Nim's Persia, I think it's a couple of a couple of hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. To join his expedition, I yeah. Kenton Cool is a hundred grand or something. So it's big, 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 big money, and that's just for Everest. Yeah. Then the Galactic thing is, I think, four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which, as you said, actually seems quite reasonable. You're in a fucking <laughs> spaceship. Yeah. Essentially, that's only like ten. No, it's not. Forty first class tickets. There you go. So yeah, it's uh probably can't be too far away from a few private jet trips and that's what you're speaking to isn't it yeah but it is, is quite interesting especially this most recent one because you definitely question where the fuck there's, there's a million dollars worth of revenue on that ship which which imploded mm. where is that million dollars being spent because it's certainly not on that vessel so it's just like are they just creating this safety net or this perceived safety net by charging so much money which is why we backed out of that talisker race because they wanted 10 grand from each of us to be in that atlantic race mm. and we were like where can you show us where this money is going and they couldn't and that's why we backed out because we were like you're fucking policing us yeah i guess it, they're just like businesses at the end of the day and maybe that it was just <laughs> the ultra high margin thing the uh, the submersible but it's not even, it doesn't even feel like, you know, I imagine some things are expensive, like shipping the boat out to Newfoundland and getting it out to the drop zone and all that sort of stuff. But not a comparison to uh, to the million bucks that they're charging people. And it's not like they're, well, they might have been, I don't know, building new new vessels that they need to fund or something. But they, it's done, it had done, what was it, 13 successful trips down to the Titanic before. But I think with the Talisker stuff as well. That is, that's just a business at the, at the end of the day. They need, <clears throat> there's definitely safety in numbers that most people feel like they're paying for with that trip. Yeah. That organization needs to have 30 boats in the race each year to make X amount of profit margin. They don't, you know, we're the anomaly actually asking where the value goes there. I think a lot of people are like, fucking yeah, I need that safety boat. Yeah, need to need to when I tell people they go, Oh, are you doing that Talisker whiskey race? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Whereas we were like, No, that's bollocks. <laughs> We'd rather do it by ourselves and save the money. I mean there were there were typos and spelling errors in the in the deck. It yeah. was the least professional thing ever, that's wasn't it? It's a fucking red flag for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially when you're getting chased for that was it. We were getting chased for payment before we'd even had anything from them, weren't yeah. we? Just yeah, I think that's probably more like the norm in this adventure stuff, though. The yeah. expensive adventure stuff. And that CEO is a total wanker. 
Yeah, um, he is, yeah. So that, um, <laughs> just to put it out there in the ether. I wonder if he's still there. Yeah, he is, yeah. Is he? He's an absolute wanker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of modern adventure. Yeah. But then you look at the flip side of old school adventure. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of the adventure mindset segment today is looking back at a specific event um, which was really kind of it, pretty fucking mental when you think about it. Completely mental. I do think as well, and it's like with with not just adventure but sports, I think there is a there's a romantic view of the past and of the early adventure and early sports and all that sort of stuff. But I think on, on this occasion, it's uh, it keeps its legitimacy, ultimately makes it far harder because technology's come on so much in the last 10 years, let alone the last 50 years. Um, and the race that we speak about briefly here is called the Golden Globe Race. And it's it was the Sunday Times Golden Globe Race, which was like what it was famously known as back in the 60s. Uh, and ultimately, it's a circumnavigational solo yacht race around the world that starts and finishes in France. Um, so it's just finished this year's edition. It doesn't happen every year. It's every few years. Uh, the next one's 2026, but it's just finished. So the 2022 edition, um, the last finisher finished last week. And the winner was a female from South Africa. So the first female to win the race. And when we say like old school, it's it's literally old school. The boat has to be from that era there's no technology allowed that would come after 1968. So there's no GPS, there's no sat-nav, you're not radioing all the way around the world, you're not checking in with your friends and family on a daily basis. You're actually navigating the boat with the stars, so they call it celestial navigation, and a sextant, which is, if you don't know, this mental little piece of kit. It looks like a protractor. It does. It looks like a protractor. I actually don't think it works. I think people just <laughs> look at it and there's like a little prayer bead ultimately. <laughs> they go, fuck it. It's got to be that way. It's so mental. Um, we were actually, we thought we were going to have to learn how to use it. People were asking us for the row because... Fucking jokers. Yeah, ridiculous. Because we did the Yachtmaster Theory, right? Is that what it was called? Yes. Um, but luckily... As we were saying, technology and sailing and ocean navigation has come on so far that they don't even bother teaching that stuff anymore. That's how mental it is. But these individuals are um, <laughs> literally navigating their way from stop to stop around the world uh, with nothing but the stars which and this sextant, which is just so mental. So on average, the dropout rate is 75% of this race. So 30 people started in the one just gone and I think like six people finished mad and yeah you know it's a mental commitment from time um, but but their whole point kind of, kind of going back to what we were saying is that adventure and like ultimate adventure shouldn't cost the earth and you can spend a million bucks on a sailing yacht with all the equipment lovely and, you know, <laughs> and, and barely have to touch the steering wheel is it called a steering wheel it is now <laughs> <laughs> barely touch the controller um and, and it will do most of it for you, you know, and, and their whole thing is like a bit anti that and their belief is that adventure was, was proper or that kind of adventure is how it should be done with the the sailor or the captain taking like ultimate responsibility. And it's just mental. If you go and have a look on YouTube at some of the videos, 
there are people uh, stopping and failing ultimately for every sort of reason from running out of food to capsizing one of the boats got its uh, mast completely snapped off so it was just ultimately turned into a rowing boat (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'm in a canoe (laughs) um it's just ridiculous Uh, and yeah this woman who got a lot of respect for is a complete nutter her name is kirsten Newschafer. i've probably butchered that surname Newschafer brew there you go she is south african if you didn't like south africans anymore (laughs) yeah we actually hate south africans now probably a thief (laughs) (laughs) fucking christ um but so she she won it this year and they interviewed her about how amazing it is to be the first woman to do X, Y, and Z. And as a female, like how empowering it, it was. And her quote, which I've got a lot of respect for, was, uh, I did want to win, but definitely not because I'm a woman or because I wanted to set a record as being the first woman, etc. I wanted to be there as a sailor and as an equal. And I think the fact that that was her mindset and she went out and smashed it uh, and won... It's pretty epic, but I think it and goes. And the, the title of that New York Times article is "First Woman." Yeah, to, first woman brilliant. to sail. The, Cheers. And the, the race is tick, uh, tick named, nicknamed the Voyage for Mad Men. That's the that's what the book's called. Oh, is it? Okay. Have you read the book? No. It's fucking mental. Right. Okay. So maybe maybe that's why they've led with the first woman to this yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because nowadays it would be the Voyage for Mad Bay. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Voyage for Mad Them. <laughs> for the Mandem. <laughs> for the fucking Mandem. <laughs> Fucking Sam Smith. <laughs> <laughs> a fish of them. Yeah. <laughs> Quick segue. Just that, that I've sent you a video of Sam Smith doing a um, crowd surf. Can you call it a crowd surf? A them surf? I don't really know what you'd call it. <laughs> and he jumps off the stage in a fucking leotard. And it's like Moses in the sea. It's like <laughs> everyone just parts because he's a big lad. And uh, he just absolutely... Oh, he's a big day. He's a big day, sorry. <clears throat> and he just absolutely... Eat shit <laughs> off this stage. It is amazing. Um, that is brilliant. But yeah, so that book, Voyage to Mad Men, Mad Them, is um, it's mad, and it's like recounting the the first like Golden Globe race because that's back in the day, and um, yeah, these people just went off, and you know they couldn't. It's not like when we were on the boat, you could call home or mm. you had all this navigation stuff. They'd just be gone for over a year. And there was an amazing story in it. So essentially, a bunch of these, you know, individuals went off on boats. And every now and again, when they get close to land, they would radio in their position. And because there's no GPS tracking or anything, you get an update from so-and-so and and be like, right, I'm now here. This is my longitude. This is my latitude. This is my position. And that is how they would basically have a, a leaderboard because it was a race. And there's this absolute nutter called Donald Crowhurst. Who was a British businessman um, entered the race in I think it was 1968, and he was like, "Right, I'm going to start. I'm going to try and win." Then realised, you know, he wasn't going to win. He was fucking shit and really slow. But he then, rather than just like accepting that he wasn't very good or pulling out, he basically docked up somewhere and would radio in and be like, okay, this is my longitude, my latitude. And he basically built this fabricated lie of where he was. So they'd be like, okay, Donald's up here now. He's coming past the Caribbean. Then he'd be like, oh, I've just had a you know, really good 10 days. Now I'm here. And he'd be like mapping it out whilst he sat in this harbor. And he basically ended up going mental <laughs> because he built this lie upon yeah, lie web. upon lie. And this is all from his journal he kept on the boat. 
And eventually he was like, oh, I'm in a pretty bad storm. My boat is sinking, blah, 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 blah. And that's the last they heard of him. And they found his boat. It was just left abandoned. It just like washed up. But um, he'd written in his journal that he'd been lying and he couldn't take it anymore. And he killed himself, jumped off the boat. Mental. Absolute nutter. What a lie, though. That is ridiculous, isn't it? Why, Donald? So, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> you don't need to go to those lengths, Donald. No. It's, um, it's worth checking out, definitely, definitely. I think it's, it shows like how brutal it is or how life-changing it is because when she arrived, this Kirsten, 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 um, she didn't want to stop. And apparently that's pretty common for these, these people that sail around the world. They almost have a bit of a, a life-altering moment where they go, actually, maybe this is much better than what I was doing to save up to do this and working behind a desk and I'll carry on going. Maybe, maybe at that point you do want a bit of GPS. Yeah. Maybe you do want. You know, they've probably got a toilet on board. <laughs> that toilets in the sixties. Guess it would be quite a cool, cool life. I think so. I was saying to you earlier that when I was in uh, Kefalonia, didn't sail there, um, but we met this. Can you call him a captain if he just sails his own boat? Yeah. Yeah, he called himself a captain. <laughs> Give him that. I'm the captain of that. So that's <laughs> just a dinghy. Um, we met him having lunch, and he was the ex-CEO of this massive bank in the US, and had packed it all in. It was about 20 years ago he'd packed it up, and he'd just been sailing around the world with his wife for the last 10 years, and he had no plans of stopping whatsoever. He'd just arrived. He'd been in, uh, in Kefalonia for a week already when we got there. He's on no agenda, just bounce around from island to island, cross the Atlantic, uh, the right time of year and go and bounce around the Caribbean and stuff. That's got to be pretty mental, isn't it? Does that not get old at some point? It probably doesn't, actually. Yeah, maybe not. I think, like, you know, if you're on the right boat, if you're on a big 70-foot catamaran, <laughs> that's basically an apartment. Yeah, true. And now, like, so we're running, we're running right now off Starlink yeah, that's at our great. office. Yeah. You whack one of them on your boat and you could still work. Definitely. So I think it'd be good if like, if you had a job where you could do like a couple of hours a week mm. <laughs> consulting or virtual speaking. Imagine being a virtual speaker from a catamaran. Yeah, probably get booked a lot. Fucking hell, let's do it. So I imagine Wi-Fi is an issue. It's not actually. <laughs> it's actually not. I'm <laughs> flowing at 150 meg. But um, as long as you had a couple of things to keep you busy, you'd have to have a pretty solid relationship with your wife. You really would. I was just thinking that. I bet you there is, there's almost a community of people that do exactly that. Yeah. I think you're right. Probably on Facebook, on a Facebook group or oh, something. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and you follow the weather, don't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they'll all be bumping into people again, will they? Probably. Yeah. Oh, you know, last saw you in the Amalfi Coast. Yeah, and now here we are in the BVI's. It would be cool. To Eating be mackerel. Did you get mackerel in the BVI's? Probably not. Sounds quite Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a cold water I fish. I think you get mackerel pretty much everywhere. Maybe not in warm water. Yeah. Anyway, we'll dig into that next week. Um, <laughs> well, well, I'm just looking at a book that we've got on, on the coffee table. We've got a couple of moody adventure books. Um, and this one is actually, it's a book by Yvonne Schonard, who many of you all know as the founder of Patagonia. Um, but speaking of old school adventure, this whole book is a, is literally about that. He was one of the early pioneers in Yosemite Valley rock climbing, 
oh, done that, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's exactly the same. He was building his own equipment, literally like in his workshop, taking it to Yosemite Valley and then using it to try and catch him when he fell climbing. And we've climbed uh, a few of the routes that he actually put up. They're not easy. No. So, like, fair play. That, again, is like... That's that golden era of climbing. It's like the 60s in Yosemite Valley. Clearly the golden era of sailing as well. Um, will, 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 in 100 years' time, are they going to look back at this era as a golden era? Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon, I reckon so. They'll be like, oh my God. What more can they do? <laughs> you'll, like, you'll how be much to, more technically advanced can a boat Honestly, you, you'll be able to climb up El Cap by just strapping yourself to a robot. And it'll just, it'll just perfectly climb whatever route you want. Fucking AI. And it'll still, it'll still feel like adventure. It's just like, oh my God, yeah, me and Jabroni over here. There will be like a jetpack. Yeah. If you fall, it'll just. Yeah, exactly. That would be amazing. Wait, so if, like, they'll be looking at Honold going like, wait, so if he fell, he actually died. It's like, idiot. That would be incredible. Imagine (laughs) just having a little backpack on. If you fell, it just. Just stopped you falling. Yeah, ridiculous. Magnets. I've got a question for you. Okay. If there was a ladder going up the side of El Capitan, mm. just like a, your bog standard plumb, plumbing up. ladder, yeah. all the way up the nose. Um, is it lent like a ladder or is it bolted? <laughs> no, that it's some lean. It's bolted. I reckon <laughs> it's like... It's like 500 metres away. It's, the it's maybe 300 ladders all put together. Okay. Roughly 10 metres a ladder. <laughs> um... And how much money would you need? Or would you climb that ladder with no ropes whatsoever? Oh, fucking hell. For £100,000? I think think I'd fall. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, literally. (laughs) Like, there's no resting on a ladder, really, is there? What you got to do? Hook yourself on. Yeah. You're not allowed a rope or anything, so you just got to go up in your PE kit. You got to but go on your PE kit. I already know that when you get to a certain height and you start freaking out, your hands go numb. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's a yeah. ladder. You yeah. get super pumped and then your hands go numb and then you're in panic stations. Yeah. I guess with a ladder, you could literally like wrap your legs through the things so you couldn't fall. <laughs> could you? Like, yeah, you put your your leg through one and your knees around it, <laughs> and then your feet under the one below, like you're sat in one of those. So I'm not making any progress. So here. it's like, yeah, but if you needed to rest, it's like oh, there's right. very little chance I could fall. I reckon you'd have to still do it. Like day one, I'm going to El Cap Tower. Yeah, I've got a thousand feet, and I'm <laughs> and then I'm sleeping there. But getting on the la- back on the ladder on day two. The thing is, though, like, yeah, it's just the head game. Like, you'd just be shitting your pants. Yeah, the even entire time. It's pretty safe. You should never fall off a ladder, really. No, but even even scaffolders and plumbers fall off ladders all the time. Do they? Yeah. yeah that's the ladder slipping, though. No? no, a lot of, lot well, of ladder drop deaths. off the side. Well, I think they're preoccupied trying to paint the thing or yeah. attach a pipe or something. Attach a pipe? <laughs> they are, aren't they? But um, So is that a no, then? No's the answer. For 100 grand? That's right on the limit. If it was any more than that, I definitely would. Yeah. 500 grand. It would take so long. Would it? Yeah. Because I'd be stopping a lot. You get so pumped. I think the best thing to do is, if you think Honold climbed it in, what, four hours? Four hours. Which is so ridiculous. (laughs) So technically with the ladder, you should be able to do it in four hours. 
Yeah. The other thing, though, is the wind. Oh, it gets so windy. And the gusts, like, you could e- easily get blown off. <laughs> not like... <laughs> it's not perfect, it's not, I'm in. Wait, I'm in. <laughs> 100 grand and a blow off. Fantastic. 20 grand, I'm in. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would, yeah. Underground, actually. It's pretty safe. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but it would make you question. You'd be standing at the bottom going, can you transfer now just to confirm it? Yeah, brutal. Oh, that's a good one, though. I wonder if we can do that and get a ladder sponsor. <laughs> Who would that be? Name a ladder brand. <laughs> I can't. No. Name a lift brand. Schindler. Is it? Schindler's lifts. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I've nearly, I've nibbled there. No, it is. That is a, You're not, kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. They're the main lift brand Is that brand all the films the named after? Yeah, that's, that's the whole plot. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Jesus. Um... Yeah, Schindler's Lifts. That's absolutely it, mental. That's a gag, isn't it? I don't know why there isn't more news about that. No, me neither. Because every time I get into one, I laugh. That's um, insane. All right, so next adventure is the ladder up El Cap. Yeah. Okay, we can make that happen. Two hundred fifty grand that cost. Ladder up El Cap, or we buy a boat from the sixties, and then sail sail around the world for a year. One my eyes. I wonder how far we would actually get with no sailing experience across the Atlantic for sure no but if someone was like right you're in Southampton see you later hmm. that first hour is going to be the most treacherous isn't it by a mile it's one of the most treacherous <laughs> ports in the world <laughs> getting around the Isle of Wight but the Solent is an absolute that's a great story about the Solent there's a guy <laughs> some some bozo <laughs> bought a leisure boat Literally like what you're saying. Bought a boat, midlife crisis. Like, right, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to take it out to sea. Um, and I'm going to sail it. He tried to sail around the UK. That was it. And um, he got out of the Solent, got to the Isle of Wight. And uh, just like, right, I'll just keep land on my left. Didn't realise it was the Isle of Wight. So basically, oh, <laughs> went, went around the Isle of Wight until he ran out of fuel. Shut <laughs> up. I'm not joking. Let me try and find it. He's like, I think I recognise that pub. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, that looks just like that woman. Um, it's not even that story. big. Uh, man on boat. That's insane, though, because oh, oh, can't you see Portsmouth from the Isle of Wight? <laughs> on your right I'm pretty sure it was the Isle of Wight here we go uh, oh no sorry 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 the Isle of Sheppey right okay a lost sailor has to be rescued after running out of fuel circling a small island when he thought he was sailing around the UK coast <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible that I really want to know Oh, he's been absolutely, he's in the Daily Mail and everything. He's just been absolutely mugged off. That's fantastic. The 45-year-old man who has not been named. <laughs> so he's kept it anonymous. He went around the island for two days. He was just going around in the circles for two days and ran out of fuel. <laughs> he's like, where is that port? That's ridiculous. What an absolute legend. That is, oh, so the island of Sheppey is not far from London, by the way. It's in Essex. Mental. Kent. I thought, I presume that was going to be in Scotland. Yeah, same oh, here. Yeah, it's off the East Coast. It's like not far off the East Coast either. Ridiculous. That is so impressive. What a legend. It's near Gillingham. <laughs> <laughs> of all places. I thought Gillingham was near Birmingham. Anyway, boring. Um, I think we could get to 
could get across the Atlantic, but it's piss. From Southampton? Yeah. Mental. You know the route, gotta go down Bay of Biscay. Yeah. Well, if I can get sunk by an orca. Yeah. What are those orcas doing? I know. Fucking horrible little bitch orca. Teaching everyone as well. I saw a uh, a man on the news yesterday. Got his hand bitten by a shark in the Everglades in Florida. By a bull shark. Oh, they're horrible bastards. And they were like... Didn't think they came into the Everglades, but apparently he's like caught a fish. He's putting his hand back in the water to rinse his hand. And as he does, the, sh- the shark grabs him, pulls him off the boat. You've got to be livid with that, haven't you? It's, oh, so unlucky, isn't it? It's just like, really? Just wash my hands. Yeah, and he's like, the, the gouge, the gash in his hand is... Apparently orcas have never attacked a human. What do they attack? Whales. Sharks and whales, yeah. yeah. They, this is how badass they are. They, they're the only animal to hunt apart from squid hunt great white sharks but they kill them and then all they eat is the liver that's hip that is so hip it's like foie gras it's bougie it's just like oh fuck the rest it seems like a lot of effort doesn't it yeah killing like an apex predator but they don't attack humans so these boats that they sunk in um the bay of biscay people some people have had to get off into life rafts Mm. and obviously you'd be absolutely shitting yourself but they don't I don't bother. It's purely I'm going to trash your boat. I um, I do know a case of an orca killing a human in a in captivity in Sea World. Yeah, yeah. It's only in captivity <laughs> though. Yeah. Shamu deserved. Poor Shamu deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, on that theme, then, how much money would you need? <laughs> would it. you swim with an orca for an hour? <laughs> I'm not sure I can swim for an hour. Yeah, I was going to say, that's an endurance. <laughs> the man has drowned of endurance. <laughs> it's like, orca saves yeah. man. <laughs> it's like, man killed alongside orca. <laughs> like, do I still qualify for the 100 grand? It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're dead. Um, yeah, because I think they're very scary. They're I, terrifying, just because they're so intelligent. I think they've been... Uh, Sharks are just primal, like, I see meat. Yeah, sharks are like the. You look like seal. They're like the, cha- <laughs> they're, they're like the chavs of the, the sea world. Yeah, they're just like they're yeah. bravado bouncers. Yeah, they give you. Yeah, they'll kill you, sure. And then you got the orcas who are a little bit more like the mafia, mm. bit slow moving. Yeah, they are like the mafia. Do you know what I mean? They're a bit silent, and they'll just hunting packs. They've got strategy. Yeah, if you're a seal, they'll just wash you off an iceberg. Yeah, and then fucking play tennis with you. And then eat your eyeball when they leave the rest of you. <laughs> eat your left testicle and leave you. What do they fill up on? Do they eat krill? No, no, they don't. They're pure meat. Mental. Pure meat diet. Um, and then you've got dolphins. Yep. That are almost like the showgirls of the sea, aren't they? They're yeah. just like, yes, queen with yeah. dolphins. They're, they're legends, though. Yeah, and they're just bouncing around. I wonder if they've ever killed a human. Probably. Accidentally, probably. Yeah, and you then... see them trying to, um, like, hump people don't you yeah some woman got like raped no (laughs) i'm not even joking get google Um, because we can't have that in here if that's a false claim (laughs) coming from you they're still trying to fucking bring tom moore's Moore's credibility after after you publicly slayed him um okay maybe not dolphins resort to rape um dolphins have a darker side Maybe of each other, though. It's just maybe... I think it's a meme. Um, right, okay. So that's where we're at now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, woman wearing bikini. I won't actually read the title of it as it's <laughs> slightly dark. Um, but yeah, basically a, a dolphin humping a woman on holiday. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, that's just... There's lots of very strange titles. <laughs> that's just kind, isn't it, I Goodness think? Goodness me. You've got to be cruel to be kind. Um, yeah, dolphins, are they're, they're nice. We saw a lot of them on the row. Um, and then what other shit you got? Squids, not interested. No, they're aliens. They're, they are aliens. Jellyfish are also aliens. I don't know why we're looking to the skies. No, that's they weird, isn't it? They're aliens, for sure. They don't do it mu- don't do much though, do they? We'll get on to aliens next episode, but okay. Phew, I just read a book about aliens. Oh god, it's fiction. It's not. <laughs> so what are you reading at the moment? Come on, I've we, just we did this segment yes last week. I've just week. finished two books. One is called Project Hail Mary, that is about celestial travel, like fiction, it. and I've just read the Andre Agassi book. Oh yeah, he finished that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which you said was really good. Everyone says it's really good. I actually thought it was below average. Yeah. It's just the same thing over and over again. So then I paid Pete Sampras. He won. Then I paid Pete Sampras. I won. Then I <laughs> fucking, I hate tennis, by the way. And then I put, I was just like, where's this going? I thought there's going to be some like rock star shit in there. Yeah. Like Elton John's autobiography or Queen, where there's some mad <laughs> shit going on. None of that. Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? I thought it was quite good. No, I didn't really like it. But yeah, he's just a peak athlete, wasn't he, at his time? Yeah, I guess so. He lost a lot, so he wasn't that big. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Lost loads. But good um, good personality. The cool thing, like, the best part of that book, I thought, was um, the end of his career when Federer started coming in. Yeah. And he was just like, this guy is a, an absolute freak show. Yeah. He's like the best tennis player I've ever seen in my life. So, yes, Rog. I feel like tennis players are, like, they get too much credit. <laughs> Suck it. It's a pretty bad sport. I've seen you play tennis. I'm not sure you can have any kind of it, say on it's that. It's an awful sport. <laughs> if you play tennis, well, you can count your mates on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... Uh, I don't know anyone who plays tennis. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> my point. I think, um, yeah, it doesn't help that I am pants at tennis, so I've never enjoyed actually playing it. But I, 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 what, I mean, what I meant when I said it was you've got like... Tim Hemman, it's like it's always and Andy Murray just always blown out of proportion for how like amazing they are and how incredible they are. Was it Andy Murray? Has he won one Grand Slam? Yeah, one Wimbledon. You'd yeah. think he'd won I know. fifty it, of them. It is mad, yeah. And and Hemman, like he was like a cultural icon for fifteen years. Yeah. He never won anything. Yeah. <laughs> he was also a bit of a joke as well. Yeah, because he, he was shit and everyone knew it. I think. Whereas they, Andy Murray, there was way he too was much. good. Yeah, yeah, he was good, but. I guess he was in an era, the, probably the strongest era ever. He got very unlucky, didn't Djokovic, he? Djokovic, Nadal, Federer. Yeah. It's just like, Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I think we bigged up Henman because it was alliteration with the hill outside Wimbledon. Yeah, and Henman Hill is just perfect to sell unlimited amount of pims. And then, um, but I think the same nowadays actually about Rory McIlroy. But he's like applauded as one of the greats. He's nowhere near that. <sighs> He's just got big sponsors. He has fucking won in 13 years. He wins loads, but he doesn't win doesn't any win, yeah. any so of the, the big point? events. I know. That's like saying, you know, that's like saying a footballer is the best of all time. You have to win stuff. You have to win big medals. Yeah. FA Cup, Champions League, World Cup. If you haven't won them, you're not an all-time great. Yeah. That's I mean, that is... The guy's a bottle job. That's what my... I mean, yeah. What is he? I saw it was yesterday. He's now number three on the total money yeah, list. That, yeah, behind Mickelson and Woods. 
But yeah, I mean, what's mental is that is that's still only like 80 million. And if he'd have gone to live, <laughs> yeah. he'd have got about five under. That is so funny. Ridiculous. He's there like, yeah, I don't care about the money. He's secretly absolutely livid. Yeah, I know. Livid. Oh. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I can't remember where that tennis thing was going, but it is what it is. What's interesting about all this money in sport is all this Saudi stuff now mm. for football. So if you're earning 250 grand a week at a top European club and then Saudi are like, come over here and you'll earn a million a week. Surely, surely you're not checking your bank balance. <laughs> 250 bags a week. No. You've got so much money. Yeah. What does another... I reckon it makes all the difference. What though? What different? What could you buy that you couldn't already buy? Loads. What? It'll be. It, there'll be loads. I reckon even more houses. Yeah. What's the fucking point? But that's like. But you're in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you're yeah. You're living but, in Saudi Arabia. But, but do they? Does Ronaldo live there? I think so. I think no, he. I think he's doesn't. back all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I just. I don't know. I guess when you're at that level, there's probably ways to spend it. You probably buy. You probably have a four yachts instead of one <laughs> but but yeah but that's one thing but you're sacrificing you're playing shit football yeah Saudi but I, th- I think that's why people go at that later stage in their career where they've already won the trophies Ben Zimmer he's got a world cup he's won everything yeah. he's gone over there but yeah it's mental Ronaldo is a shocker because he was in the conversation for for the go at but you you look at what Messi's done yeah and it's way way bigger because mm. he now owns he has an IP deal with Apple saying for all of this new kind of new subscriptions yeah. that are coming through because of the MLS, he's taking a stake of it. Yeah. He also owns a stake in, in Miami. Like he'll earn way, 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 way more. Do you reckon? Yeah, fucking definitely. Because that's a contract. Ronaldo's a contract. It's over two years. Mm. Then it finishes. It's the same with like Michael Jordan and how, how they've made money. It's these stakes in things yeah but how big is MLS gonna be <laughs> it's gonna go fucking massive yeah 100%. I mean, I've been saying that for like 20 years yeah well Beckham bought Miami it's for 60 million dollars now it's worth over 400 that's yeah. in three years yeah he'll make way more for sure mental that's big boy shit isn't it he's like right I'll come to this league help grow it I'll have a stake in it I'll have a stake in IP with Apple rather than taking some dirty little oil money for two <laughs> years playing in a shit fucking random yeah. stadium in the middle of nowhere yeah mental is he actually going to play for Miami yeah yeah that and he living in Miami yeah exactly that's the main Good thing like well done they said that's what that was massive wasn't it as his wife loves Miami <laughs> shock <Yeah>. great <laughs> of course he loves Miami fantastic can't drink in Saudi Arabia mental they, they do definitely <laughs> they do whatever do. you want in Saudi yeah, Arabia <laughs> as long as no one is about it <laughs> do what you want oh god good right. stuff right good one that a lot of topics there actually a lot of topics that's that's the thing that's what happens when we were sat on a sofa you're live and direct you guys are welcome actually and uh same time next week i reckon okay and then we'll be taking the oh, uh shit we're gonna be in the the podcast equipment to the uh the us of a we're in scotland monday tuesday as well next week scotland next week yeah playing golf yeah i'm gonna lose about 60 balls on the golf course Fuck. And then, um, yeah, so we'll be doing this remotely. Not that it matters to you because you really don't care if you're still <laughs> listening, that is. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, you're welcome. 
thanks for listening guys and we'll uh, we'll, we'll see you next week bye everyone have a good week